This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This is a podcast from Minute Media. Welcome to the Arrowhead Attic Podcast. Please welcome your hosts, Patrick Allen and Matt Verderam. Hey, welcome in everybody. It's the Arrowhead Attic Podcast Game Preview COVID Edition. Patrick Allen, Matt Verderam, Sterling Holmes, Matt Connor, we're all here. Let's get some business out of the way right away. Hit that thumbs up on the YouTube channel if you're watching over there. Appreciate that. Leave us a five-star review over at Apple Podcasts. Always appreciate those. We'll be reading some of those later. And if you're interested and you like this podcast, you can actually join. You can become a member. We've got a membership set up. Uh, the Discord, uh, private Discord, has been up for about a week now. We've been having a blast in there talking Chiefs with some of you guys. If you're interested in that, not required. If you want to get a little extra Chiefs talk, check it out. Uh, and that uh, you can hit the join button on the YouTube channel. Okay. Let's get into it. Matt Verderam, the Chiefs have a COVID outbreak. It's really, really bad. You've been reporting. You've been on this really from the beginning. One of the first people on it, actually, hat tip to, to you. Not always getting the credit from some of those uh, other national guys. Makes me mad for you. Uh, but appreciate you being on top of, of all of that. You're our inside guy. Why don't you give it the lay of the land for everybody who, who may not be up to speed on all of the bad, bad problems that the Chiefs are having right now? So they have 13 positive COVID tests. Uh, they also have three additional positive COVID tests for guys on the practice squad. So it's not even as though they can just call these guys up in the practice squad. They can't. They're positive for COVID. As of last night, they had six active players on the roster who were positive COVID, three from a week ago, three from yesterday, headlined by, by Kelsey, of course, Ward and Butker as well. I was told by a, a source close to the team that they really did not have symptoms or, or very mild symptoms at most. Um, there was a hope and optimism that, hey, look, you know, there might be a quick turnaround, especially with the new protocols. Uh, and that may be, still very well be true. This morning, I reached out and said, hey, any more positive tests? And kind of got an answer that indicated, can't fully say yet, but it's not great news. Well, it ended up being really, really bad news. So they now are dealing with literally a quarter of their roster, their active roster. Uh, on, on the COVID list, including a variety of high-profile players. And so, you know, look, are they going to suspend this game? Will they not? Who the hell knows? I would suspect that the NFL is going to wait until the end of the week, you know, and see if a lot of these guys test out to see how many guys, you know, the Chiefs get back. You also wonder, too, like, if Mahomes is there and he is able to make it through this, do they just play the game because the Chiefs have him? I, You know, there's so many questions that are unknown, but as we sit, does it get worse than this? Is this the worst it's going to get? That's the unknown question that I think is really going to determine how this week plays out. 
Now, Matt, there's been some rule changes uh, recently with with the COVID protocols. Can you kind of give everybody the overview that, that might be still thinking about the old rules that guys can come off quicker? There's random testing now. Like what's what's the deal? All right. So I'm actually going to try and pull this up really quickly because I, I know it. But at the same point, I feel like I've read it 900 times and it's, it feels like I, I'm like, oh, I missed that the last time I read yeah. it because it, there's a million different little things in there um, and, and things. So essentially, look, it used to be that guys were tested a lot more often. Now, if you're vaccinated and you're asymptomatic, you're not getting tested unless you have symptoms. Now you'd say, well, then why do the Chiefs have all these guys on the list? Because the Chiefs are one of the most vaxxed teams in the league. I, I think there's only made two players in the whole roster uh, who aren't vaccinated. Don't hold me that exact number. I think that's what it is. So look, with the with the Omicron variant just spreading like wildfire, the league basically tried to get out ahead of this a little bit and said, all right, look, if you're vaxxed and you're not symptomatic, we're not going to test you. Now, if you're unvaccinated, you still get tested every day. If you have symptoms, you have to get vaccinated or you have to get tested rather, which is why Cole Beasley of the Bills, he is unvaccinated. He gets mandatorily tested every day. He came up positive today. He, If you're unvaxxed, you're still out of mandatory of 10 days minimum. So he will miss this week's game. Now, what goes on here? Now, look, so my understanding is for a player who's vaccinated, as Travis Kelsey is, for an example, my understanding of it is, and I'm going to keep reading here as we talk, but my understanding is that you need one test to get out of it, uh, and, and obviously you have to be asymptomatic. That That's my understanding of it. So there's a quicker turnaround where before it had to be, well, you had to wait, you had to be asymptomatic for a handful of days, then you had to take two tests. Not the case anymore. So look, there's... There's a lot of information being thrown around because this is the first week it's in it's in effect. Right. And right. and there's just a lot unknown. But it is uh man, it is it is wild what the Chiefs are dealing with right now and what other teams in the league are dealing with. It's not just Kansas City. But speaking of people that are tapped in and that are all over this stuff, Matt Connor, editor of arrowheadaddict.com, bringing you all the news. Matt, we know there's a lot of players. Who are the high profile players right now? that are on the COVID list that are in danger of not maybe suiting up on, on Sunday, if the game happens at all. Yeah. I mean, you know, the, the chiefs have five players who were voted to the NFL's like top 55 to 60 range in that like preseason 100 list. Three of those guys are out with Mahomes and Tyron Matthew is the only two who haven't been affected. you got to wonder if this stuff will continue to roll. Chris Jones already missed a game um, is still on the list. Tyreek Hill, uh, Travis Kelsey, plus a ton of guys that we, I mean, you know, you're talking like rookie, rookie linebacker Nick Bolton just went on the list just a few minutes ago. So you're talking even like some of the great secondary level performers, Charverius Ward, Rashad Fenton. If, if Legereus Sneed isn't ready to come back and play, who's playing cornerback? I, I just put out on Twitter, are we going to sign Bashad Breeland from the street and like jump him right into the game? Cause there's like no one else to play right now. It's it's just it's, it affects every level, every facet of the team. Uh, there's not an angle of this team that's not affected right now significantly by COVID. So um, yeah, it's tough times. And it just seems like you know with with each passing day, it, it's just going to get worse and worse. These guys are together; they've been practicing. This sounds like it's it's highly contagious. This variant that's going around right now, Sterling Holmes. When you when you look at this situation, like as a fan, as a, as a media member, like what. What do you make of it? Do, do, do you think there should be some sort of larger pause? Like, how is this fair and balanced when when some teams have had outbreaks, 
Some teams haven't. And in a team like the Chiefs, who have done everything they're supposed to do. They've, by and large, followed the rules. Most everybody's vaccinated. Like, what, 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 what should be done here, if anything? Dude, it generally just sucks ass. There's, I don't know what you can do. You would think teams like Kansas City, Tennessee, Cleveland, Baltimore, teams have already had outbreaks. I'm surprised it would be these teams that know what's at stake. These are playoff teams who are fighting for, to, for deep playoff runs. They know what's at stake. I guess the only silver lining is maybe they get it out of the way early, the outbreaks, and they're fine come playoff season. But you would think teams that know what they're fighting for would take this a lot more seriously. I don't know what the best answer is. I don't know if the Chiefs game gets pushed to Tuesday. I would say if Mahomes comes down, I'm not putting out any juju, but I'm just saying if Mahomes were somehow to come down with COVID, I would be hard-pressed to see the NFL saying, yeah, we want Chad Henney versus the corpse of Ben Roethlisberger with no Hill, Kelsey, (laughs) any of these dudes playing on Sunday. I can't see the NFL saying that's a good business decision because at the end of the day, what is the NFL about? Money. We know this. That's why they changed everything from two to one days. They're trying to get players out there as quick as possible. They don't want to test vaccinated players because if they come up positive, then they have to test more often. It's a business. I don't know the best way to do it, but the NFL at the end of the day is not going to do anything to affect their bottom line. Yeah, and and, and I think even these recent changes, like Matt was saying, it's just sort of like they tried to – because, look, they know they can't – I think what we'd all we're all sort of at the point where we're like, look, if the symptoms are mild, if everybody's vaccinated, if everybody's okay with it, you know, just just let them go. Like just, you know, like like it's any other like it's the cold. Right. And obviously I'm not trying to downplay COVID or the seriousness of it. But, you know, we Chris Jones was on our chat the other night. (laughs) You know, he dropped in, seemed fine. A lot of these guys are asymptomatic. But the NFL can't do that. They can't just be like, you know what? We're going to pretend COVID doesn't exist. We're not going to test. No safety. Pr-. Like they're just, they, they can't. They'll get killed. They'll get killed in the court of public opinion. The union's not going to like it, right? If guys start getting sick. So there's their hands are tied. I do like them moving back the games, but we saw just last night with the Cleveland Browns, they still had 18 guys on the COVID list, couldn't play, including their starting quarterback, including their backup quarterback. And, and, and they just lost a game that, was pretty much that was a death blow to them, right? For making the playoffs, most likely they got to play the Packers next week, and this is impacting in an uneven way the the home stretch here of the NFL season. And like, I'm pissed. I'm so frustrated as a fan. I'm so sick. Like, we have to preview the game in this podcast. I don't even know how the hell we're going to do it because I have no idea who's going to be even playing. Like, I might as well be, you know, previewing uh, the Chiefs practice squad versus the Steelers practice squad and a seven on seven. I, I I don't have anything else to say about this. It sucks. It's horrible. Do you guys think that these any of these guys are going to be able to get back in time? Yeah. I would say don't start freaking out until Saturday. I think that was a good point from Josh <laughs> right there in the stream. I agree. There's still – it's only Tuesday. I, I would say it's twofold. One, don't start freaking out until Saturday comes around. But also, it's Tuesday. There could be a lot more cases coming out in the next few days. So I think it's kind of a double-edged sword, if you will. Yeah, I mean, look, I don't. If I were the Chiefs, I I would shut down that entire building. I'd send everybody home, and I'd tell them, "See you Sunday or Monday or Tuesday, whenever the hell this game gets played." That'd be it. I would. I, I mean, the problem they've got is this variant, by all indications, is very transmissible, and they were all on a plane to and from Los Angeles less than a week ago. I mean. <laughs> That is tough. And by the way, I've seen in the chat uh, up and down, like, hey, you know, this is, you know, California. Guys, they, they had COVID before they went to California. Like, this has nothing to do with the state of California. This is to do with COVID being in the United States of America. And look, you, people get it. 
And people get it. Luckily, the Chiefs are a very vaccinated team. They have one of the highest rates in the league. But they're dealing with a full-on outbreak right now. And you have to deal with this. Now, I got to tell you, if Mahomes is there and the offensive line is there, which is a question is now it has creeped into the offensive line room, I think the Chiefs are still going to win the game. I, I mean, Pittsburgh, to me, if the Chiefs get to 17, I think they're going to win the game. <laughs> but the, I'm serious. Like I, yeah. I, think, I think the Chiefs might only need 10. Like, I, but that being said, I mean, like you just said, and you put it perfectly, Sterling, like it's Tuesday. So it could be like, hey, it's only Tuesday. Or, oh, my God, it's only Tuesday. And they could have 30 guys on this thing. Now, the good news is, look, you can now – I was just reading up on the rules a little bit. You can test out in a day. You can test out in one day. Like, like, and I'm just using him as an example, but like, because I know he's vaxxed. But Kelsey, Kelsey can wake up tomorrow. And as long as he's asymptomatic, take a test, boom. If he's negative, he's out. Uh, you know, so now would he be negative that quickly? Yeah, who knows? But they have time. But let's also be real. You know what? Look, Tom, nobody's going to die from COVID. Uh, I mean, people have died from COVID. It's probably not likely that one of the players died from COVID, but the NFL can't quite go that far. It is what it is. This is the world we live in. And if the Steelers were going through this, Chief fans would be like, hey, play the game. What are you going to do? Right? So let's not BS it. It's the same the other way. And this is the bottom line. This is this is the bottom line. You're in a COVID time. They have to deal with it. They've got to figure it out. Hopefully, they get a bunch of guys back. If they don't, if they get postponement, great. If they don't, then they go out there with who they've got and they try to win a football game. That's it. It comes down to how do you want to view it? Do you view this vodka as glass half full or glass half empty? <laughs> that's that's what you got to right. come down to. Did you just say glass? How, how long have you been drinking that vodka? Vodka water, have, baby. Was it once a, a full glass of vodka? Um, yeah, look, I think, and I see some of the comments. Obviously, we don't want to devolve into the whole political discussion here. But I think, look, the players have concerns. And while they may not be concerned about you know, getting it because they're young and and they're probably not going to have any bad symptoms. Like, you know, everybody has a different situation. They have family members that they want to see for the holidays. Mahomes has a baby girl at home. She can't get vaccinated at that age. Right. So, right. you know, they're, he doesn't want like this is There's a scary thing. And just the athlete, yeah. too. Just the athletes yeah. and just the football. And I know we all want, you know, let's, we all let's want not the be, games. let's not be, uh, you know, cavemen about this either. Like, yeah. yeah. You know, this is, this is, this is real life, too goes beyond just a football game. Yeah, you know, I think this even goes into like the way we view the Steelers. I th- I think that's what's great about even our podcast is I think we try as best as we can to avoid the extremes of like this guy sucks, this guy's great. This team is horrible, this team's whatever. And so I I could like with a subject like this, it's going to be nuanced. There's a hundred layers at work. There's a million questions we don't know. I think it's okay for us to say we don't know yep. and that there are many things that come into play and that it's okay if they play to some degree. And for some other reasons, we can also see why it's hard for them to go out on the field and play. And and all of that is true. And our ability to hold that stuff in tension is what's going to make for a better conversation than like just pretending that one whole side of the argument doesn't exist or the other. I think that even comes into play in the way we talk about the Steelers. I mean, Matt, notwithstanding up there, but, <laughs> but you know, like, you know, Andy Reid will say week in, week out, look, winning in the NFL is hard. We saw it for the first third of the season. I don't want to pretend that like Patrick Mahomes and a bunch of like a roller derby team could go out <laughs> there and just 
slaughter the Steelers just because they're quote the Steelers. They're a 500 team. They beat teams that, that, that even beat the Chiefs. I mean, you know, like we're, I just don't want to remove the nuance from any part of the conversation, whether that's COVID or the game of football. And, uh, and if, if that's less boring, because I'm not <laughs> going like Ryan Clark or Colin Coward in here, <laughs> I guess that's that. If, if you, if you want, uh, it, we, we do try to be pretty nuanced on this podcast. If you want to break, break that, let's just have Verderam do 10 minutes on the Jacksonville Jaguars. I don't think they're going to get much nuance in that in that conversation. Um, maybe even the Lions, although good win for the Lions last week. Good for them. You know, easy to pack it in this time of year when you're on a team like that. All right, let's let's get to football uh, as best as we can. So the Chiefs are the top seed in the AFC. There's good news for now. Um, the Chiefs are alone at the top of the AFC. Now we talked about this on our, our post game show after the Chargers game on Thursday, but more things happened. As the football got played, uh, we saw the we saw the the Indianapolis Colts knock off the New England Patriots, um, and then we saw who else lost that we needed to lose Tennessee. Tennessee, yeah. that's right. <laughs> Tennessee loses, um, and and they've got another tough game coming up against a surging 49ers team. So everything the Chiefs wanted to happen happened. So now they're in control of their own destiny. If they went out, they're the one seed in the AFC. They get the bye. They only have to win two games to get back to the Super Bowl. That's it. It's cut and dry. Unfortunately, it's not simple. Um, let's just go around the horn with quick predictions from everybody. We'll start with you, Matt Connor. Are the Chiefs going to be the number one seed when the season is over? <laughs> uh, yeah, I think so. Although last week I thought the pay- <laughs> I I just – I did not think the Patriots would lose. I didn't think the Titans would lose this quickly. The whole, it's like Moses has pointed his rod over the rest <laughs> of the NFL and every team like then gave way. Yeah. And then of course this week it's like, God is like, nope. And then gives everybody COVID. So I don't know who's <laughs> winning God or God, but either yeah. way. Uh, yeah. It's an interesting thing. Uh, yeah. I think they stay in control. Why not? Cause every other NFL team apparently doesn't even want it. Sterling. Yeah, if you were not a fan of the Chiefs, you had a horrible weekend. That was brutal for you. (laughs) Not only that, then New Orleans goes out and says, hey, Tom Brady, here's a big fat zero for you just for for good measure. Uh, But I do think Kansas City holds on to the one seed. I think Kansas City could lose one more game, and I think they're still going to hold into the one seed. I think the Titans have one more loss in them, and I think the Patriots have at least one more loss in them. Uh, I'm feeling pretty confident. I think Kansas City, like Matt said, no other team has wanted to take this one spot. They've found ways to hand it to Kansas City, and I think that, honestly, it continues. Ferdinand? I mean, who the hell knows? <laughs> I, I, you know, with oh, everything that's boring, Ferdinand. Are you serious? <laughs> I mean, what the hell do you want from me? I, yeah. I don't, I don't yeah. know. I mean, are they going to play a game this weekend? Like, I, right. I look, I'll say this. I think Tennessee and New England are losing this weekend. I do. I mean, both going to lose again. That might need to happen. I mean, look, everybody's like, well, you know, they might test out. They might test out. The, the Chiefs might test out. But like, Chris Jones was on this thing a week ago, right? Like he tested a week ago. Where's he's not back? You know, I don't know what the hell's right. going on. You know, who the hell knows? Like, you know what the crazy thing is? All this shit. They're missing a million guys. They're a seven and a half point favorite over Pittsburgh right now. They're Still. favored by more than a touchdown. They're missing half the team. It doesn't. So, you know, if I had to bet my house, I think yeah. Like mm. I would think there's some combination where they do it. I will say this. Look, there's a lot bigger things in the world than football, okay, especially when it comes to COVID. 
All right. And we've buried it, almost a million people at this point. But from a football perspective, it would just really suck if they did all this to come all the way back. And then it's like, no, nope, you, you, you lose to Ben Roethlisberger because of COVID. Like, right. that would just be a But again, that's life. That's what you're dealing with right now. It's the way it is. Well, the way that this is spreading, the Chiefs are not the first and they're not going to be the last to have one of these Omicron outbreaks, almost certainly. So, you know, um, we'll see what happens. But I, I think all things being equal with the schedule that they have and the way that they're playing, throwing all the COVID stuff out the window. Yeah, I think the Chiefs should snag the number one seed. They could end up in a situation even this weekend where they end up losing because they're shorthanded. But the other teams lose, too. And we all laugh because they end up back in the same spot that they were in before and they run the table. But I think that I think that they're the most talented team in the AFC right now. And I think they're playing the best football, especially when they get Chris Jones back. All right, let's get into this game. Uh, Chiefs versus Steelers preview. Uh, Before we do that, though, just a a quick public service announcement for you. If you're listening to this on the audio version, you probably heard an ad right before the podcast started. Make sure you check out the Knuckleheads podcast um, over at the Players' Tribune. They're sponsoring the show. Uh, they're, They're good friends of ours here in the Minute Media family. Knuckleheads podcast. If you like behind the scenes stories and sports, I mean, even if you're not an NBA fan, um, but if, especially if you are, it's, it's a great podcast. They have the biggest of the biggest, the who's who of the NBA. I'm talking like guys like Kevin Durant, Shaq, you name it. Great NBA player. They've been on the Knuckleheads podcast. Great catalog. Their new season's out and live right now. So make sure you check it out. Head over to the Players Tribune or just search for the Knuckleheads podcast in Apple. It's one of the top sports podcasts out there. I think it's usually top five, top 10. Um, so make sure you check out Knuckleheads podcast and thank them for uh, for support, supporting our show. All right, let's get back into the game. Chiefs versus Steelers preview. So a few notes here. The Steelers are not a great football team. They're not a terrible football team, but they're not a great football team. They're well coached. They've got some good players. They're fatally flawed. They are six and three and one since October 1st. Um, they've got key wins against the Bills, Baltimore, Cleveland, Tennessee. They've also lost to the Bengals twice. They lost to the Chargers in a shootout. They lost to the Vikings. They lost to Green Bay. They're kind of a team, I think, that plays to their competition. You know, they're, they're, there's a, a lot of good veteran coaches on that team. Obviously, they got Roethlisberger, and they seem to be able to get up for games. Like they went, you know, with the Chargers, 41 to 37, they lose that game. And the Steelers are not good at score. So, uh, let's get into the game, though. When, uh, when you guys see the, the Chiefs offense going up against the Steelers defense, which was pretty talented, has some good players, but hasn't been as great this year as they have been in years past, at least when it comes to giving up points. What are you guys looking for in this game? I'll start with you, Verderan. Okay. So that was a very nice way of introducing the Steelers to the uh, to the group. Um, I've watched the Steelers. Here comes some nuance, everybody. Yeah. I, I, I think I've watched – yeah, no, listen, I'm here for my measured takes. And I've – <laughs> I've watched the Steelers every game this year that they've played. Most of them I've caught live. One way or another, I, I feel like I've watched the Steelers a ton. And, you know, I got to tell you, I've really analyzed them. I've looked at them. I've thought about it. That team sucks. Like, I, I'm sorry. If the Chiefs lose to them, it's going to be because of COVID. It is not going to be any other reason. And here's, here's, here's the actual nuance behind why I think they stink. Roethlisberger's throwing for 6.7 yards per attempt, which I got to tell you, if you watch them, you're shocked it's even that high. Okay, 19 touchdowns, seven picks. He's been sacked 33 times, mostly because he has the mobility of a statue. Najee Harris is the only guy who runs the ball for them. 
And I mean the only – in fact, the guy who has the next uh, – let's see. Well, no, Benny Snell has 18 carries. Najee Harris is 249. <laughs> Harris, he's only 891 yards. The man is averaging 3.6 yards in attempt, which is the equivalent of one, running one yard and falling forward. Okay? Oh, in the passing game, they have two guys who have more than 425 yards. Deontay Johnson has had a really nice year. He's good. Very good player. And Chase Claypool, who's a good player. Claypool is one touchdown. Johnson is six. Now, Fryermuth is a nice rookie tight end, 422 yards, seven touchdowns. Had a concussion last game. We'll see if he plays. He's a red zone target. Now, defensively, look, it, this is easy. Watt is unbelievable. Cameron Hayward, in my opinion, is a Hall of Fame defensive end or defensive tackle, rather. Between the two of them, they have 24 and a half sacks. They are a very, very good. I mean, they're a great tandem. In the secondary, Minka Fitzpatrick is really good. Edmonds is a good player. The corners, eh, you can beat them. This game is going to come down beyond obviously COVID. Okay. It's going to come down to whether or not the Chiefs beat themselves in this game. Like I, if they're even remotely healthy, I, I would be I would be shocked, absolutely shocked if they lost. Now the problem, of course, is they are not remotely healthy. It's a disaster. But Pittsburgh scored twenty points on offense like four times this year, or something like that. they can't score. So I think the Chiefs would have no problem with them if they had everybody there. I just have no idea if they're going to have anybody there. Sterling, when the Chiefs offense goes up against this this Pittsburgh defense, obviously they've got some players, right? Fitzpatrick, um, TJ Watt is is in the MVP conversation for some. Uh, a lot of people think the Steelers would, would would have won win if it wasn't for TJ Watt, the, the impact that he's made on their team this year. Um, but when the Chiefs offense is going up against this defense, what are you looking from them? How do you want them to attack? Uh, score 21 points and then the game's over. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, just do what's given to you. You don't need to be extremely aggressive. I don't think we're going to need to see Patrick Mahomes or Travis Kelsey, for that matter, have to make some incredible play, even if Travis Kelsey's not there. Some other guy makes some ridiculous play. I don't think that's going to be the case. I think we'll probably see a heavy dose of, of Clyde, whoever's going to be there at running back. Steelers do not do a great job stopping the run. Uh, on the flip side, they can't run the football like Matt said at all. Every time I watch them, and you're right, the Steelers seemingly are on TV all the freaking time. The amount of times I see Najee Harris run into just an absolute wall and then fall down is incredible. It's like 13 carries for 19 yards, and they're still giving him the damn ball. I mean, again, it comes down to it. They have three extremely good players on defense. They're very good at making plays. They give up a lot of yards. They struggle to get off the field. As long as you take care of the football, I don't think the Steelers have a shot no matter who is playing for Kansas City. Matt Connor, what are you looking for for the Chiefs on offense in this game? Yeah, it's hard to say, man. I mean, you know, like with COVID, I I just don't even know what to add to what to what others have said. What I was looking forward to was seeing Tyreek Hill in this yeah. game. We haven't faced the Steelers since early, early 2018. Right, and what was exciting for me was, you know, Tyreek has always been a threat, always. But his maturation from, like, if you think all of, of all the years from 2018, 19, 20, and into this year, I was ex- so excited to see how he would perform against the secondary as such a well-rounded player compared to what the Steelers had seen him before. They, ju- they just hadn't. They'd seen Kelsey before, but they hadn't seen this. They hadn't seen that duo. And so I was just licking my chops at, 
all right, I thought the Chiefs were going to like put the number one seed in the bicycle basket. I get not bicycle basket because I was picturing a motorcycle, but I just thought they'd like rev their engine to the end of the season before this COVID mess. And I thought the Steelers were going to be roadkill number one. Now, you know, now Tyreek's on the on the COVID list and now we're going, I hope Josh Gordon comes back because he was early yeah. on the list. I mean, you know, like the whole thing just feels upside down to talk about in a way, but yeah, so it's hard to say. That's what I was looking forward to. And if Tyreek comes off the list, you know, that that thrills me to see him going against them after so much time. Seems like a total crapshoot, right? I mean, Baker Mayfield went on the list kind of early in the week. They pushed the game back to Tuesday. He wasn't available. Chris Jones has been on it for a while, not technically back yet. So and, and didn't have the bad symptoms. Like as long as they're testing positive, they can't get back. If the Chiefs are without Kelsey, if they are without Tyreek Hill and they're going into this game. Who do they who do they lean on? Is it is it a big Daryl Williams game? Is it a big Josh Gordon game if he gets back? Is it McCole Hardman and Demarcus Robinson? Can they get it done against the Steelers team? No, I mean those two guys have shown zero ability carrying offense. So no, I if I were the Chiefs, I mean now obviously again this is it feels almost futile because everything's going to change eight thousand times over here in the next five days. But as it sits, I got to tell you. Like they can still field their offensive line. They still have their guys there for the most part. I know Niang and, and Long are on the list. They could put Wiley at right tackle. I'm not kidding. I would line up and I'd say, you know what, guys? Pittsburgh, you've been giving up about 170 yards a game on the ground. Here it comes. Stop it. Stop us from running the football. We're not going to let Watt get involved in this game and then wreck the passing game. We're not going to throw the ball to Demarcus Robinson 12 times. We are going to line up. We're going to put Burton in the backfield, and we are just going to run it and run it, and and you are going to have to stop it. And at some point, play action off that. You throw the ball. Look, I get it. Like, okay, Belichick. <laughs> no, I made him up. <laughs> Fuck it. You've Two got passes it. from how, how do you, a one. You know what, though? How do you win the game? Like, Belichick's the master at that. He doesn't sure. care how they do it. How do you win the game? Well, how do the Chiefs win this game? They're going to throw the ball to Byron Pringle against Joe Hayden. They're going to win that game? Daryl Williams, wide receiver, too. Right. I mean, that, that has no I, yeah. shot. We'll line up and just run the ball. I mean, the, the Lions did it for 200 yards to, to play to a tie. The Lions. Okay. We have seen teams over and over and over. And over. I, let's be honest. The Titans had no A.J. Brown, no Roger Saffold, no Julio Jones, no Derrick Henry, and they ran for over 200 yards. They pounded them. The only reason they lost that game was they turned the ball over four times. That is it. So if I'm the Chiefs, you're damn right. I'd line up and I would just run them over at the point of attack. That's what I would do. I'd shorten the game. I'd try to, and I'm not saying put Mahomes in bubble wrap. Like I'd still throw 25, 30 times, but I would run yeah. it. I'd try to get play action off that. I'd try to get them to stack the box a little bit. And I'd say, you know what? We're going to hit him over the top with Gordon. We're going to try to hit him over the top with Hardman. To me, that's if, if they go into this game with what's currently going on and they say, we're just going to throw the ball to Demarcus Robinson 11 times. Like, that's how you lose. That's how you lose 13-10 and rush for 43 yards on 11 attempts. What are the odds that if, if they do throw to Demarcus Robinson 10 times, he has four catches for minus 20 yards? 100%. As, he, <laughs> as he's still running backwards from the last right, catch. I right. mean, just, I, you can't. You I will cannot say, play that way. Could, could you see a situation where, you know, sometimes te teams play the Chiefs a certain way, right? And they play the Chiefs very scared. Now, we say on this podcast all the time, teams do what they do. But could you see a situation where if the Chiefs go into this game shorthanded and they're, they're without Kelsey and they're without Tyreek Hill, you know, and they go in there and the Steelers are like, all right, they're going to try to run it on us 
because, you know, and we're going to play a little bit tighter. And then they get burned by the speed of a McCole Hardman or Marcus Robinson. I mean, we saw this early in Mahomes' career, right? The, some of the, be- the best seasons that Demarcus Robinson and McCole Hardman had were before everybody knew how good Patrick Mahomes was. And those guys were getting, you know, left on islands and they were getting behind the defense. Could you see a situation where the teams make that, where the Steelers make that mistake if those guys are out and they try to play a little bit too aggressive? Possible. Play action has shown time and time again, almost no matter who's at quarterback, you can find a way to make it work. Ryan Tannehill, Kirk Cousins. Kirk Cousins thrives at a play action. Mahomes, I think, would be phenomenal. Just even the thought, the thought that you're going to run the football would open up so much for, for Mahomes. It all comes down to is Andy Reid going to, how many times have we said this season, right. what do are. the Chiefs need to do? Exactly. Right. Yeah. It's, it all comes down to what is Andy Reid going to do? And we can say what they need to do all we want. We're not the head coach. Yep. You're right. They won't run the ball because of them. They'll run the ball eight times. But I, I just, I mean, if, if you go into a game with all these guys out and the Chiefs, I will say this. If you're going to go the other way, if you're going to go the other then, then the hell with it. Then just spread them out and just throw the ball quick, get it out of your hands, and let you try to get run after the catch. Right? Like, I almost think in this, in a weird way, if you're going to throw, like, if Andy just says, look, I don't care. We have Mahomes still. We have, like, I'm going to throw the football. Then I almost think in an odd way, you're almost better off just spreading them out and just saying, you know what? We're not letting Watt and Hayward wreck the game. We're going to throw in there. I don't know if you guys watched that Steelers-Titans game. The Titans, if they didn't turn the ball over, they would have scored 30 points. I mean, just at will moving up and down the field. Short passes, running the ball. That's all they did. And you know what? I will say one thing. There is hope with Gay having had COVID, you know, getting COVID last week. Jones, the same thing. Sneed did not have COVID, does not have COVID. He just missed the game because of the death of his brother. They might actually be reasonably healthy defensively. I mean, I know right now with Ward and, and Fenton, I get that. Although with the way that the Steelers receivers are, the Chiefs might be able to match up. But do you just play the game and say, look, we're going to try to win 13-10? I don't know. But who knows? I mean, we could be sitting here in three days and be having a totally different conversation. I wanted to ask you guys, and anybody, this is free for all, so grab it if you want it. One thing I noticed that the Chargers were doing against the Chiefs that I haven't seen a lot of teams do, and it led to an interception in this game, was they they started sort of blitzing their linebacker or their end, but then they kind of have them sit back and try to fill that sort of outlet lane that Mahomes has been using a lot when teams have been playing that shell coverage. And on the one play, they were able to you know tip the pass, get the interception, and that led to a touchdown. And if you notice, later in the game, they did the same thing, and Mahomes caught it this time, and he pump faked. You guys remember that? Do you think that this is some some new wrinkles that teams are going to try to throw at the Chiefs because they know that they're going to try to go to that short passing game a little bit? Yeah. I know. I just think that it all is going to come with game flow. Once Mahomes yeah. shows, like you said, the pump fake, once he does that, then the defense is going to adjust. It's it, That's all the NFL is. It's a chess match. Chess. Yeah. It's just a chess match. Once someone does something, they try to do something else. They'll adjust. I don't know if teams will continue this. Not like the Chiefs have some as, as solid as Daryl and Clyde are pass catching. It's not Austin Eckler who's getting 12 catches a game. It's not McCaffrey, not Alvin Kamara. I don't think, and again, maybe if Tyreek Hill and Travis Kelsey are out, then we'll see some of the defenses play that way. But uh, on a general game-to-game basis, I don't think so. Yeah, I, I think they'll do what they do. I mean, I, you yeah. know, one thing with Andy, like that's <laughs> for better or worse, like that they're going to do what they do. They don't care. You know, they'll change certain things out. By the way, uh, Ed, I see your question. If if Vax players get COVID, how does that make sense? Vax doesn't work. No, it works because that's why a lot of these guys are asymptomatic and it's really mild. 
and they're not having more severe conditions. I mean, that, you know, look, it's a good thing that they've gotten vaccinated in the sense that, A, from a football standpoint, they come back a lot quicker. If you're not vaxxed, you're out 10 days, period. You're out. See ya. So, no, it definitely helps. I mean, in a variety of ways. I'm not going to sit here and and get into it. But, no, look, it's they, I think, if if they're without Kelsey and Hill in this game, I think they have to change the way they play. And I'll, I'll say this, though. It is interesting from this aspect. If you're Pittsburgh, how the hell do you game plan for them? What are they going to do? Yeah. Like, are they going to come out and pound the ball? Or is Andy going to go, I don't give a shit. Here comes Byron Pringle on a go route. Like, we don't care. You know? With I Chad mean, Henney at quarterback. Yeah. You bring up the perfect it. situation, right? Like, they went into, that playoff game against Cleveland is the perfect example of this. So Mahomes gets hurt. He goes out of the game with a concussion. At the end of that game, the Chiefs have third and 14. Everybody in the world thinks this, thinks the Chiefs, oh, they're going to run the ball. They're going to take clock. Now they ended up running the ball because he scrambled. But, like, he was going to throw it. <laughs> like, they were going yeah. for a first down. He gets 13 and three-quarters yards. And if you remember that call, and I'm sure most Chief fans do, and I agreed with Tony Romo, like, he got to the line of scrimmage, and they're almost like, there is no way they're running a play here. Like, there's, oh, he's like, just look at the body language. There's no way. And they snapped the ball and didn't even <laughs> run it. They threw it. Like, yeah. th- that team, that is one thing that's interesting. Not that you want to be in the situation, but, like, you don't know what you're going to get. Like, you yeah. don't know the hell the Chiefs are going to play if they don't have any of these guys. And if the Chiefs can fool them for a half of football, that might be enough. Well, you, know, Ram, so, you forget one thing. Andy Reid on that play call was drunk off Henny. Oh, good you're, lord! You're a disgrace. I, we but, have people can't canceling their subscriptions. Fire this guy. No, but you're right. And and Andy, one thing I like about Andy is he trusts his team and he wants he to does. run his offense. He, he did does. it. He did it with Chad Henny. He did it with Matt Moore, who who went and almost beat Aaron Rodgers in the Packers. The Chiefs were in that game. That was a close game, and, and Aaron Rodgers had to to work a little bit of of magic. But you know. Uh, those guys were taking deep shots well, and they, they were hitting the Tyreek Hill for a big game. Right. Exactly. Exactly. So that's one good thing you know. Are, are we watching the birth of the Patrick Mahomes for MVP campaign right now? When Mahomes throws for 400 yards and five touchdowns on Sunday to a bunch of tin cans and empty <laughs> bottles at wide receiver and tight end, we're going to go, maybe this was an elaborate plan and not only get the Chiefs the number one seed, but get this guy back in MVP contention. That's all. I'm a conspiracy guy, not about COVID or whatever, but about football. I think this is it. That would be, if if they are without all these guys with Mahomes plays and he just lights Pittsburgh up in this game. Yeah. Like, yeah, that actually might be his MVP case. Like he just comes out and destroys them in in a game they have to have. Like I've just learned the football and you don't know. You don't know. Like now if he's out, then obviously it gets a lot tougher, all that. But like, would I be shocked if the Chiefs went in there with the current list of guys out they have now and found a way to win the game? No, I wouldn't. I, I, I got to be honest. I said it at the beginning of the show. Maybe some people weren't here yet. If they have Mahomes and they have an offensive line, I think they're going to win the game. Like I, I really do. I just I think he will just do whatever it takes to win. Um, and maybe I'm maybe I'm wrong. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe the Steelers would find a way to beat the Chiefs and, and fine. But listen, that this team has been in a lot of spots and. They've found a way to win a lot of these games. I mean, we all sat here before that Chargers game like, man, they're missing all these guys. What are they going to do? And they found a way. Like, they found that. Now, that's not what they're dealing with now. We have 13 guys. Like, I get that. But we also don't know. They might, you know, half these guys might be back. You don't, you just, we don't know. 
It's the first week of yeah. the new protocols. We have no idea. Yeah. And and uh, if you guys out there could do us a favor, if you're watching on YouTube, hit that thumbs up button for us. Uh, we've got 50 thumbs up so far. We'd like to see 100. We'd really appreciate that. Help get more people in here. Okay, let's talk about the Chiefs defense versus the Pittsburgh offense. Now, I know uh, the jokes aside, if I ask you guys what are the what's the defense need to do, I'm sure you're going to say show up. Um, but the Steelers do have some some weapons. Deontay Johnson, um, uh, Harris is good running back. Um, just I don't think they can really run block very well right now or do a lot on offense. What do you want to see from the Chiefs on defense against a team like the Steelers and Ben Roethlisberger? And his, I mean, how do you defend his helium balls? We'll go with you, Matt Connor. Why don't you kick us off? Yeah, I mean, you know, I, uh, you know, Najee Harris, uh, Matt, Matt brought up some of his averages earlier this year, or you know, overall, and it's not good. The lines in the the front line in Pittsburgh has been a mess, and and they have they haven't invested anything of substance in the draft in like years and years. And I mean, I think it's been what like a decade. I mean, it's just forever since they've like made big um, investments there up front. But that's not to say Najee still had good games this season. Detroit, uh, Cincinnati, Denver. I mean, some of these teams aren't aren't the greatest, but but Najee's put up some good numbers at times, and and I don't want to pretend that he can't do the same if the Chiefs were down. If Jones is out, if Willie Gay's out, I'm a little I'm a little disturbed again at at what's going to happen there um, with what he could do out of the backfield. So to me, that's a big thing to watch. You know, I think they can take out Johnson. Hey, does anyone know the status of of their tight end of Fryermuth and and whether or not he's going to be? Is he looking like he's coming off that concussion? No, no, yeah. I mean, he got a concussion on Sunday, or at least he's in the protocol. He got he took a wicked shot. Yeah, yeah, because I was kind of thinking he might. He looked he, he like he a pretty could good be hit. out, which is really a a huge part of what they could do offensively. So you know, in as much as they're watching our, in as much as Pittsburgh is watching Kansas City's COVID list and seeing what's up. The Steelers aren't without like a couple guys there who could um who could also come into play and in watching them and their availability too. So I don't know. I, I think I think Harris can be a wild card versus the right team and some of the Chiefs injuries can play into a bigger game well, for Harris. I'll say this. I mean, I'm looking at Harris's game log right now. He he this year played every game four times. He's averaged four or more yards in a game. Um, Wait, Verderim, are you telling me drafting a running back in the first round doesn't automatically change the running game? I got to tell you, we have a little experience. That's <laughs> not great. Yeah. Um, and one oh, of those boy. games, by the way, he rushed for 62 yards. Now, against Denver, he lit him up 122 and a touchdown, 5.3 yards of carry. Detroit, as you mentioned, Matt, you know, 105 yards and four yards carry. That somehow didn't earn them a win against Detroit at home. In Minnesota, 20 carries, 94 yards. But listen, I mean, to me, especially if the Chiefs can get Jones and Gay back, I, I think they'll be fine up front. He, uh, losing Bolton sucks, but I think they'd be okay. And and in the secondary, I got to be honest, if they have live bodies in the secondary, I mean, have you guys seen Ben Roethlisberger throw a ball this year? It, it looks yeah. like someone trying to throw a car door into a wind tunnel. I mean, it is it is impossible. <laughs> it is do you, impossible. Like, do you have a list of these? That you just like I, I got a lot of shit in my head. I, he, I mean, that's why he's got a fan page. I love it. I'm always, I'm always yeah, that's right. one of the people say, I play aggressive, go after him. I wouldn't blitz them once. I wouldn't. I would sit in this, I would sit underneath zones, man up. I'd switch, you know, between man and playing a lot of guys underneath. I would not play one time with too high. And I'd be here, go ahead, go ahead. Like Brendan, there's if we're talking about Roethlisberger, bro, he's not hanging fifty on anybody. Okay, nobody. 
He's not hanging 50 if he's got 120 minutes to do it. Like they are they are rancid offensively. Rancid. Yeah. So to me, you I, regardless of who's there, who's not, look, you play, you rush him with four. You you occasionally run blitz him, but really it's a lot of playing with four, getting pressure with four against what's a bad offensive line. It's sitting underneath, it's taking away the short stuff, and it's saying to Roethlisberger, hey man, you go ahead. You want to throw the deep ball? You go right ahead and do it. You go chuck yeah. it. I especially, by the way, by the way, I to me, you on the shorter stuff, play inside leverage. You want to try to throw an out route, go go nuts. Because if you throw it short, you're getting picked off. Like I would, I would play inside leverage the whole way. I tell the safeties to play wide because if he, if they want to run a little out and up, make him throw the ball deep down, like deep down the field. You want him to throw the ball down the middle between the numbers. Ball is going to hang up there, gives you more time to converge. And on routes twelve yards and under, tell your corners, look inside leverage, force them to the outside, make them run out routes, make them run corner routes. If they do that, that's that's a very very hard throw for a guy with a bad arm to make. And if the and if the safeties are playing wide deep, then he can't chuck it down the sideline where it's caught or it's out of bounds. He's got to have it. First of all, he's got to get a double move. Second of all, got to throw the ball back inside. You go right ahead. You go right ahead and chuck that ball deep down the middle. I think the Chiefs have to be careful about drawing penalties in this game, specifically because of how bad Roethlisberger is at throwing the ball deep. He let, he chucks it up. He's got you know. I think Clay, Claypool and Johnson are good receivers. They can go up and get the ball. I think if they had a better quarterback, the Steelers would be in a lot better shape. But she's just need to be careful that they don't bail the Steelers out by panicking if they throw one of these jump balls. And what we've seen all across the NFL this year are the underthrown balls that lead to, to pass interference. I mean, it's just getting out of hand. And there's just nothing that these receiver that these defensive backs can do when this happens. Um, what's happening in the chat? <laughs> you know, Big Ben can't get it there anyway, so don't get burnt on that. I know right. exactly what you're saying. Yeah, don't panic. Don't panic. If they make a play, fine, but don't bail them out. Make them catch the ball. Yeah. Deontay Johnson's incredible. Uh, you got to take him away. I think that's about the only guy you got to take away. Chase Claypool, I think well, you can get in his head. Just just start yeah. shit-talking him, and he'll get, try to do something stupid. Just get in his dome. You, he's, first yeah. off, does Mike Tomlin need to get a Nobel P, uh, Peace Prize? For dealing yes. with AB, Le'Veon Bell, Ben Roethlisberger, yeah. who seems like an absolute nightmare, and he's been there forever. Chase Claypool, it's like holy hell. Mike Tomlin can't catch a break. Yeah, I I, I really like Mike Tomlin, um, and I have a bunch of friends. I went to school in Western Pennsylvania. I have a bunch of friends who are Steelers fans, and they're always like, "He needs to be fired. They need to fire Mike Tomlin because he hasn't had a bunch of playoff success." And I keep telling them they're out of their minds. I'm like, are you crazy? You don't fire a coach with that kind of record that wins you that many games. Yeah. Maybe he hasn't had the playoff success that, you know, you would like, but that's, it just shows how spoiled they are. And I hope that that doesn't happen to the chiefs kingdom with the success that we're having now. But I guess we saw it earlier this year with the fire Andy Reed crowd when the chiefs were three and four. So there you are. I mean, halfway through the home team, we had people saying they should yeah. trade him. I mean, a week, <laughs> less than a week ago during, during the yeah. so live stream. Yeah. Oh, well, I mean, can we get picks for him? So, Listen, it is what it is. You know what? This is let's let's just be real. Like we are just going to have to wait and see how all this this crap shakes out. We just don't know. We could wake up tomorrow and there could be another dozen guys on this list, and then it's like our right, ass game's over. Or you know that that was the big big swing of it today, 
And then as the week goes on, you start getting guys back. But who knows? Who knows? You just don't know. How I mean, I'm not a doctor. I wish it my, my wife, I should get her on the phone and ask her, like, I how quickly can these guys test out? You know, I, yeah. I know I do know the difference is like so if you go to like a Walgreens and get tested, it stays in your system like enough that the tests are sensitive enough that it'll show up for a while, even if you no longer have an active infection. Like you can you can be, you know, no longer able to spread it and you know, not contagious. And like three weeks later, test positive on those tests. They're very, yeah. very sensitive. And I, and I don't know all the mechanisms. I just, I know from talking to my wife about it, like that's how they work. The rapids are much more, they pretty much only show up as positive if it's an active infection that you can spread. So those come back, you can, those are a lot quicker of a turnaround. And that's of course what the NFL uses. I don't know. Like, I don't, I don't know. You know, can you, can you turn around in four days? I don't know. I have no idea. All right. Let's get to our, let's get to our keys of the game here. Keeping keeping things moving. Uh, we'll start with you, Sterling. What what's your key to the game for the Chiefs on this one? Stop Deontay Johnson. Stop him over the top. He's been pretty good as bad as Big Ben has been, especially late in games. They're good at getting him the ball deep about once a game for some big touchdown. He's very very good. Trust me, I'm in fantasy yeah. football. I'm in the playoffs because of him. Yeah. It was a great late round draft. I just. If you stop him, don't give up that big play to him. I just can't see the Steelers scoring anything more than what? 13, 14 points at most. That's my key. Yeah, I agree. If the if the Chiefs pass rushes back, I mean Roethlisberger, is the, he never moved well. He was just big and could shake off tackles. Now he's basically the tin man out there. Um, and, and the tin man, the version without the oil. Matt Connor, what are your keys to this one? Uh, will it be Tyreek Hill or Tyreek Ill? Oh, no, my God. Oh, God almighty. Sorry. <laughs> Sterling has left uh, the podcast on that one. That one did him in. Um, yeah, I'll leave it there. He's, he's taking a trip to the bathroom. <laughs> that's it? That's your that's your analysis? Tyreek Hill needs to play? Yeah, I'll go with uh, I'll go with their front line. I'll go with Pittsburgh's front line. If they can actually provide any sort of protection or, or lanes for Harris, I mean, depending – I mean, if the Chiefs are remotely healthy defensively, then that doesn't matter. But as things look right now, if they can provide some level of protection against a thinned out, uh, especially at the second level, I think that's a concern. All right. I mean, Can they protect Mahomes? It's, it's it. To me, that's the whole game. If Mahomes is there, can they protect him? They do, they win. I, I mean, but do they? I, I can. Like, you wake up tomorrow and, you know, 18 more guys. I, I just, I don't know. I don't know. But if they have who they have right now, can you protect him? If you can protect him, I think you're in good shape. For me, I agree with Sterling. Uh, don't let them get these big plays. The, the, even though they're not a good offense, that's how they're they're going to take those shots. Roethlisberger is going to take those shots. Um, you know, he, he'll just continue to do that. So don't bail them out. Don't let them get something over the top. And then I just think of this game. Mahomes has to be great. They're gonna look. They're gonna be without some people. They'll almost certainly. Uh, everybody's not going to be back. They're going to be without some people. They're probably not going to have all their offensive weapons the way that they might like. And and this is this is a game where the big differentiator is that you've got Mahomes. If you've got Mahomes, if he's out there, he should be able to find a way to win this game. They're not going up against the the Tampa Bay Buccaneers or, you know, one of the elite teams in the NFL. Mahomes alone with that, with these guys that they'll have out there should be good enough. And he needs to go out there and take care of the football, right? He needs to be great, but not do too much. Don't let TJ Watt strip sack you, put your team in a situation. He basically needs to be Mahomes, fourth quarter Mahomes versus the Chargers. He plays like that. I think they can cover the spread even without Tyreek Hill and Travis Kelsey because he's that good. All right. 
We've got some reviews to get to, uh, and then we're going to give you our final score predictions for this one as best as we can. Uh, so you guys are the best. You head over to, to Apple Podcasts. You leave us those five-star reviews, and we read them on the show. So we're just going to get right into it, and we appreciate you guys. Um, this one uh, comes from 15 Chief 15, best podcast in the Chief's kingdom. Uh, it, it takes a team, but Verderam is the star. How about that, Verderam? I, I was going to let you read this one, but I didn't want, uh, I didn't want you to, to force you to break. read this. <laughs> his hyperbole is hilarious, and the work he does league-wide brings context that strengthens his work as a Chiefs analyst. You all may call this suggestion hearsay, but Count Chocula on top of chocolate chip ice cream is exquisite. Wow, using exquisite in the vocabulary. Yeah. My question is about the running game. It has been very tepid the last two games, and it makes no sense to me with the horses we have on the offensive line. Is it play calling, backs, missing holes, or are linemen not executing? Maximize your intake of empty calories with two great sources of sugar. Um, who wants to take that one? What's what's the deal with the running game? I will say I think the offensive line's been fantastic. I think a lot of it is the running backs not hitting the holes. I think that Andy Reid doesn't typically focus on um, the run plays the way that, let's say, the Ravens do or the 49ers do. That's what those two teams are built on. But to me, I think the main issue is some of the vision uh, from the running backs. We saw a couple times when Clyde bounced outside, like in that five-yard touchdown run, how incredible that was. But we just don't see that with any sort of consistency. At least that's what I'm seeing on my end. I agree. Yeah. I, okay. I agree. I, agree. Yeah, no, I, I, I agree. totally agree. I think that's exactly what it is. I, they – you know, there are times where there's holes and it's like they don't hit them, they hit them late. And, and, you know, and, and I also just think, too, the running backs getting in no rhythm because they'll have, a, they'll have a drive where they'll run four times for 36 yards. And then Andy basically decides, like, we're not going to run the ball until next Tuesday. And it, it, it's hard to get no rhythm. But I think it's more play calling and, and sometimes the inability to hit the hole the way they need to. Yeah, they can be frustrating with their play calling sometimes. I, I'll add that sometimes it's the other team. I thought the Chargers did a really good job against the run. On Thursday night, they're not a good run, run, running, uh, run defense. The Chiefs ran all over them the last time they played, but they were just doing. They were doing a good job. They were coming off blocks and making tackles and and sort of forcing the Chiefs to throw probably a little bit more than they wanted to in that game. Sometimes the other team step up, steps up, and has a good game. All right, next up, this one's yours, Verderam. Okay, so title from first of all, it's from Kentucky, and it says, "I like your analysis, but fair enough already. Uh-oh. Fair enough." It is excruciating watching the YouTube show get derailed every 90 seconds to give a shout out to someone who donated via Super Chat. Is it possible to have a section maybe in the last five minutes of the show where you shout out supporters? I just stopped watching at some point last night after the Chargers game because I realized I was bored out of my mind. Matt and Patrick are obviously very knowledgeable, but the show needs a producer or at least someone to give it some structure at times. I will say I read this a couple of days ago, actually, and it's not the worst idea. It's not the worst idea. Yeah. I, you know, that, that's totally fair. I get that. I actually think it's a pretty good suggestion. So I, I don't have any issue with it. Um, and I appreciate the feedback, quite honestly. Yeah, great feedback. And and uh, listen, the Super Chat thing is new for us. And and much to your probably delight, nobody Super Chatted us during the, during this show. Right. So no no interruptions. Uh, it's a new thing for us. And, you know, when we see that in the chat, we don't want to miss thanking the people. Um, so we've been trying to jump to, to thank them. But great. Uh, appreciate the feedback. And we'll always... Uh, We'll go into the lab and figure out a way to do it and make the show continue to flow. We definitely don't want to interrupt that. All right, next up, Matt Connor. The Chiefs podcast is superior to any other, hands down. All four of you guys are the perfect combination of food takes, personal experiences, witty comments, hilarious rants, and everything Chiefs. I don't care what the negative commenters say. Wait, who is that? Anyway, do not change a thing. 
the four of you together on a post-game podcast is hysterical. Hope to see more of those. Thanks so much for taking the time to bring us both to YouTube and audio podcasts. Go Chiefs. Thanks. Excellent. Excellent. Um, yeah, I, I skipped Sterling's review. My bad. But that was another another kind of review. Sterling, you're up, my friend. Uh, you guys are great by treats 74. Uh, speaking of cereal, try to get Mahomes magic crunch. I mixed it with count chocolate before the game Sunday. Great combo. Keep putting out the great content. You guys are highly entertaining and very knowledgeable. Thanks for the great podcast. Thank you. Treat 74. Yeah. Thank you. Appreciate you. Appreciate you. Um, next, next review comes from a former writer, but way back to my time as editor of Arrowhead Attic, our guy, Victor Wishna. This, this is incredible. Uh, what an absolute joy to rediscover AA and see it, what it has become with a podcast where the Schwartz brothers and Joe F and Montana come to chat and just in general offering the best chiefs commentary in any form. I miss the days when I got to write Edgar Allan Poe parodies about the Baltimore Ravens, Shakespearean sonnets about Romeo Cornell. Good Lord. Those were the days and silly grade school Valentine's to Todd Haley for the site. Those were good times, but nothing compared to the great times chiefs fans are experiencing now. And Arrowhead Attic is part of that. Victor, I hope you're doing well, man. It's been a while. Drop me a line, buddy. Uh, miss you. All right, Verderam. Last review. All right. All right. Level and tilted by disappointed DW. Best Chiefs podcast out there. They mixed the level-headed analysis that you would want when listening to pre-post game breakdown with the emotional catharsis you need when something frustrating or exciting happens. Great stuff. So thank you very much, first and foremost. Second of all, I've noticed a theme throughout all of these. Count Chocula, which I got to say, glad to be part of the movement. Also, what the hell? Shouldn't we be getting a sponsorship from them? I mean, I, at some point here, we've got they've yeah. got to be like, what the hell's happening, right? Like, there's a spike in, right. in uh, Count Chocula <laughs> in getting, getting bought in the Midwest. Yeah. Um, this is bull. I want my cut, and I, I certainly want uh, some kind of uh, some kind of recognition and 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 a and a sponsorship. So we have to get on their ass about it. It's it's unacceptable. I think they already Agreed. sponsored the podcast cereal. <laughs> Sorry. Oh, there You're it right. is. We're going to be losing viewers like crazy. I mean, my God, seriously. Uh, <laughs> and I'm going to be white. <laughs> I thought I had bad puns. You do. Yeah, yeah. He's one up to All right, everybody. Thank Again, thank you for those reviews. We try to we try to hit them all and appreciate all the feedback, both the positive and the negative. Um, we, we also got a, a, a super chat before we get to the final score predictions from, from Edward Caldwell. Appreciate you, Edward. Considering Tyreek's work ethic, he didn't look like he's been using the jugs machine and practice catching Mahomes' bullets. You know what? I feel like these things. He's generally a pretty sure-handed receiver. It's been a it's been a bad year, right? Kelsey's had a lot of drops. Kelsey's not a drops guy. Sometimes I think it's it's just it's one of those things about like statistics and probability, right? Like if you flip a coin a hundred times, you know you could have a stretch where you get twenty five heads in a row, and that's an anomaly, and it's going to even out in the end. And I think that you know over you know this isn't a baseball season, right? So sometimes you have these little slumps and. I think Tyreek Hill, I mean, you see the kind of shape the guy's in. I'm not going to question his work ethic. I wouldn't. Um, for, yeah, <laughs> for a second. So I just think it's one of those things. It's been a rough year yeah. for him and for Kelsey. And I'm glad they got it out of the way early. Um, that's true. Although I will say, and Ed, Ed just pointed this out, I think what he was saying was that he's been doing a hell of a job getting better catching the football. But Oh, my bad. I read that I, um, yeah. I agree. Uh, and, yeah. and, and look, I mean, the last couple weeks, I haven't dropped passes. Yep. And shocking, they're scoring at will. Like, yeah. What do you know about that? And they still turn the ball over <laughs> twice because that just apparently never stops. Um, yeah. But stop dropping the ball. Stop taking penalties. And, yes, the last couple of weeks, 
Hill, Kelsey, they've been a lot better. And all of a sudden, boom, 48 points, 34 points. It's beautiful. Yeah, and we, and we know how hard these guys work. And, and you're right, Ed, uh, and sorry for misreading your question. Probably did stay after practice a little bit, you know, hit the jugs machine uh, just to make sure you tighten things up and, and get the focus. And I think confidence is a big part of that, too. This team wasn't playing well. You, sometimes it's a self-fulfilling prophecy. Now they get a couple victories, a couple hard-fought victories, and, and they get their swagger back a little bit. And now they're not thinking as that ball is coming in so much. They're just catching it and doing their thing. All right, let's get to final score predictions, everybody. I know this is difficult, um, but let's let's yeah, give it a go anyway. <laughs> I mean, it's completely crazy. You could have Chad Henney starting. Who the hell knows? Um, but, I, you know, going into this as things stand now, because that's the only thing that we can do is, is take things how they stand now. Let's start with you, Matt Connor. What's your final score prediction for Chiefs-Steelers on Sunday? Um, I will go – there's 16 players currently affected by COVID, so I'll say – 16 to 6 Chiefs, one in solidarity for every player currently affected with the virus. I love it. That's a win, so I'll take it. Bertram, what about you? First of all, thanks to Jaden for the uh, this late super chat here. Do I think Hill and Kelsey will play? I hate to be disappointed. I have no idea. I have yeah. no idea. No clue. I know that Kelsey was not having significant symptoms. I can tell you that much. I know he's vaccinated. But beyond that, man, I don't know. I don't know. I, I can't answer that one. As for the score, I mean, with who they have right now, I'll say 16 to 13. They just win an ugly game. I got to tell you, though, they don't have Butker. So, like, if it comes down to a field goal, like, hope for the best, everybody, because no clue what the hell is going to happen. Like, no idea. Yeah, you know, and that's the thing. We didn't talk about Butker, but I haven't seen a report confirming this. But based on the clues – it sounds like Bucker is not vaccinated because he's. it's been reported that he's out for 10 days from people. I have no idea if that's true or not. I, yeah, I, I've seen I've seen reports that... I'm not saying it's not. A couple I of, just don't yeah, know that yeah, it yeah. is. Yeah, I've seen a couple of reports from credible sources that seem sure that they weren't saying he wasn't vaccinated. They weren't reporting that. Nobody was reporting that. But they were saying he was going to be out definitely 10 days, which if you connect the well, dots on those reports. Yeah, then you are reporting he's unvaccinated. Yeah. yeah, but they didn't I didn't I didn't see anybody say that, you know, it was weird, which sometimes it can be with these things. Um, yeah. And that's that that means that's a, that's a whole nother wrinkle. You know, they got a guy from the practice squad up there. You don't know what you're going to get. And in a game where you might not have offensive weapons, it's going to be tight. Boy, it makes me nervous. But Sterling, how do you think this one's going to play out? Give me 23-14. Deontay Johnson's going to get two touchdowns to help my fantasy team, and the Chiefs still win by nine. It'll be fantastic. I think the Chiefs uh, score three touchdowns. They kick a close field goal, and they miss one extra point. There's got to be one missed kick with a kicker named Elliott on Kansas City Chiefs. I mean, that's just – come on. That's just – Son of a bitch. I'm I'm still not over it. Hey, Verderim, come to KC, pal. We'll, 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 We'll get over it. You and I will we'll drink a beer and have some Count Chocula, and we'll, you'll get over it. Come on. I remember watching <laughs> that game. No, I was a kid. I was seven. I remember watching that game with my father, and it was still like the that age of innocence where you just root for your team, and you don't have like a negative thought about your team or your team. And I remember Elliot lining up that third final and final field goal attempt, and my dad was sitting there, and he's just muttering to him. He's like, he's like Mother effing, you know, he wasn't swearing, I'm sure. But he was like, this damn guy, he's going to miss this kick or whatever. And I'm like, I don't know, oh my God, dad, maybe I'll hit it. And he just looked at me, he's like, no, he won't. And <laughs> he just missed it while I remember being like, oh, so your team really, you know, it's not just your guys. Like, they can suck. 
And I learned that lesson 26 years ago, thanks to Lynn Elliott, as he missed it by, oh, I don't know, three counties to the left. Good times. Good times. At least he tied to a lesson. See? <laughs> yeah. Hey, listen, guys, we got we to gotta be careful saying that the L.E. name on here. We've not marked Seriously. podcast as explicit, and I don't want us to get kicked out of iTunes. There might be children listening. So um, for me, I'm with you guys. I think it's going to be an ugly game. The Steelers are kind of good at making games ugly anyway, and if the yep. Chiefs are without some of their explosive players, uh, I think it's – I'm going to go six Chiefs 16, Steelers 9. They don't get a touchdown in this game. Three field goals from the Steelers. Chris Jones comes back. Um, and they wreak havoc on the Steelers' offense all day long. It's a frustrating day, and they're not able to uh, to get in the end zone. I mean, what the hell? We don't even know who's going to be playing, so it can't be wrong. Um, all right, everybody, look, we appreciate you so much. If you see the guys in the YouTube chat, the folks with like, our guy Cheeto Freak with the uh, with with the green names and the and the little Arrowhead Attic logo, those are our members. So if you're interested in and in being a member and, and chatting with us in the Discord after the podcast is over. Hit the join button. Yep. Uh, you can find out more information about that. Um, you know, no, obviously not required, but we appreciate the support for the podcast. It's going to allow us to keep doing really cool things like we did on Thursday night where we did the live watch party, which was the most. I want to thank everybody. I had the most fun I've had doing uh, uh, this podcast to date. Um, and that's that's saying something. It was an absolute blast. And I know Vertoram had a good time as well, even though uh, he was miserable most of the of the game. I always am. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And oh, and, and one last super chat from our guy, Jaden. Appreciate you, Jaden. Sorry I came late, but I appreciate you guys so much. You helped me analyze the game. Started my own sports podcast. You guys helped me out a lot. Hey, buddy, let us know when you get that thing fired up and we'll give it a plug on the podcast. Absolutely. Uh, all right. Any parting thoughts? For, we're not going to see everybody again until after uh, Christmas. That's right. I'm going to be driving all damn night. So heading to New York the second this thing's over. A 14-hour trip. Going yeah. through the fine city of Cleveland at about, I don't That's know, right. 1 a.m. That'll be fun. And yeah. uh, just Stop gonna, at a bar, get some Chris, Chris, uh, Great Lakes Christmas sale. Great there's a 0% chance I'm stopping in Cleveland unless the car <laughs> breaks down and catches on fire. Are, are uh, you going to stop at the, And when you're in Indiana, are you going to stop at the RV Hall of Fame? First of all, you know you're going to drive by first it. First of all, the absolute worst. The worst, okay? The RV Motorhome Hall of Fame. If there's ever a yeah. time our country should fight against itself, it's at that place. Secondly, uh, <laughs> I, I gas up in Chicago or right outside Chicago purposefully so I do not have to stop in Indiana. I try to get straight through to like Toledo, gas up there, stop in Erie, Pennsylvania, get some quick food, and then boom, six hours from there all the way home. It's quite do, you a know that, do you know that Ohio and Michigan almost fought a war over Toledo? Can you believe That's, that one? What as yeah. to who had to take it? Yeah, it, it, well, at the time it was a super useful port city, and what ended up happening is that there was some mediation from the government. Ohio was awarded Toledo, and and, and Michigan got the Upper Peninsula. So great move there by Ohio. You they came out of it with Toledo. Yeah, that was rough, and Michigan gets the UP. Yeah, bad loss for my for my home state. Uh, anybody do anything interesting for the holidays before we get out of here? Other than Verter, I'm driving through Indiana, going to Brew Lab tonight for some trivia and beers. Ooh, yeah, I got, right. got to try and retain the trivia crown. It was 80s night the other night I played and came home with a dub. Oh, okay. Very nice. Came home with the dub. And what year were you born, Sterling? Uh, 94. And I was in Florida. That's, that's king of the old people. And I'm still out here slinging 80s knowledge. Yeah, that is uh, that's that is 
That is impressive and also depressing for me, and I know depressing for Matt Connor as the well. 1980s. Um, that- and what, what was the logo for that trivia night? Like, was it in like Miami Vice colors and just a big oh, yeah. mound yeah. of cocaine? Like, was uh, that, yeah, that, was that it actually TV? was. It, it, when you when you got there, it was here are your little leg warmers, and here is also a little baggie of cocaine. It's that's how it was. Ignacio uh, says, "Thanks for the shout on the last podcast. I'm the one who pregames with my daughter." Uh, and a bowl account chocula and then he uh uh that's uh, awesome super chat yeah that is awesome appreciate you um uh matt connor anything special happening you gonna you gonna just celebrate in your closet there with your flannels pretty much is like i don't leave this when you guys shut off like, oh so i don't, I, don't oh, know, I didn't know that i don't know if that's what you guys think happens but i, I i'm just still sitting here so <laughs> Happy holidays, everybody. Just wait until wait until the next podcast. All right, everybody. We are going to get out of here. Look, here's the schedule. We're going to be here come hell or high water on Sunday after the Chiefs Steelers game. If the game happens, if for some reason it doesn't happen, we're probably not going to do a podcast on Sunday. Um, just you know, watch our Twitter feeds for information on things like that. Um, but just make sure you stay glued. There's two things you need to do. You need to be following Matt Connor and the Aerodactic Twitter account for Chiefs news, and you need to be following. Matt Verderam, because Matt Verderam has been on top of what's been going on with the Chiefs and COVID. Um, so those are the, those are the three accounts you need to follow. Don't if you want it, beer takes, music takes, things like that. Follow me and Sterling. He's at at home stretch KC. I'm at at our Patrick Allen. Matt Verderam's at at Matt Verderam, and Matt Connor is at at Matt Connor AA. We appreciate you guys more than you know. If you celebrate Christmas, have a happy happy Christmas. If you celebrate, if you're celebrating Hanukkah, which I think is still going on, have a happy happy Hanukkah, um, and and just a happy holidays in general. Celebrate appreciate whatever you guys. you have going on. Yeah, celebrate whatever, man, um, and uh, and hopefully celebrate the return of some of these Chiefs from the COVID list on Sunday. Appreciate you guys. We'll see you on Sunday, maybe. And as always, go Chiefs. This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.